You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. Josh Neighbors here for the Locked On Nationals podcast. Today, it is December 16th, 2021. And on today's show, we're taking a look back at some of the Nationals starting pitching performances slash starting pitchers from this past season and kind of analyzing them, thinking about how they factor into the Nationals' future and how that will shape the Nationals uh, and the way they treat free agency with pitching. How are they going to attack free agency when it comes to starting pitchers? We've kind of already done this with those exit interviews we did for the bullpen guys, and now we're going to really focus on the starting pitching, and we'll start with some of the heavy hitters today on the show. All right, let's get into it here today on the Locked On Nationals podcast. So when you think about last year for the Nationals and the starting pitching, I think a lot of us think about, you know, not the word disaster, but just the disorganization that was caused due to injury, due to trades, all those sorts of things that really shaped the way the Nationals pitching rotation looked for a majority of the season and not in a really positive way. The Nationals Ended up using a lot of dudes I don't think they intended on using. Uh, I think we can all agree that they used a lot of pitchers they did not intend on using last year. But let's start with a guy, you know, Steven Strasburg is kind of the the king, uh, the kingpin, if you will, in this entire rotation, just from a money standpoint, right, what he is meant to the franchise standpoint. Guy, you know, obviously major part of a World Series championship, a World Series MVP. Yes, he's a vital part of what the Nationals are doing, but by the same token, really a lot of this boils down to Patrick Corbin's success. Yes, they need both guys healthy, but the guy that we saw the most last year was Patrick Corbin. He was healthy. He did make 31 starts. He's the only National last year to make 30-plus starts. Eric Fetty got close at uh, 27 with 29 appearances overall. Paolo Espino had 35 appearances, but to make... 30-plus starts, he was the only guy. He led the Nationals in innings last year also. And for him last season, we know you know the struggles for Patrick Corbin, but once again, in case you all forgot, this was the stat line. He was 9-16 and in 31 starts with a 5.82 ERA, a 1.47 whip, and 171 and two-thirds innings worked, 143 strikeouts, 60 walks, 2.4 K to walk ratio, surrendered 192 hits uh, and gave up 111 earned runs. So Patrick Corbin uh, was somebody last year that took a lot of heat. You know, the Patrick Q. Orban nicknames were out there, but this was a guy the Nationals used quite effectively en route to a World Series championship. And then really since then, I mean, he has just not been, and he and Strasburg both, have not been able to uh, stay healthy or recreate that. And over the last couple of years, I mean, Corbin was healthy last year, but took a big dip over the last two seasons. He's pitched, uh, he's made 44, 42 rather, 42 starts. So he pitched 11 games last year in a 60 game season, which is pretty impressive. And then this year made the 31 starts. So you're getting innings out of him. You're getting time out of him. He made 33 the year before. 
33 the year previous, 32 the year previous. You're seeing a pattern here. Since 2017, this guy is going out there for you every fifth day. He's available. He is there. He has been consistent in terms of just being available, but not consistent in terms of performance. And you look at a lot of, um, you know, you kind of look at the numbers, especially the last two seasons. The expected batting average off of Patrick Corbin in 2020 was 290. The expected batting average off of Patrick Corbin in 2021 was 282, but the expected slugging was 494. Those are both, uh, the 290 is career high, as is the 494. Teams are not hitting him this well last season. Um, and uh, we saw, you know, we saw a lot of that. We, we In the pitch breakdowns too, you know, you think about what is this guy's best pitch. Well, a lot of the time, it has been the slider and you can go back and, and kind of look at the past seasons and the way teams have hit that slider and compare it to last year. You know, it, it's a plus pitch normally, but um, you go back to even a time like you see in 2019, the batting average off the slider, which he throws a majority of the time was just uh, 157, right? That's an excellent, excellent pitch. Even in 2020, he was really good with the slider this past year. 211 batting average, but what changed around everything was his fastball. And the way his fastballs plural, both his four-seamer and the sinker got hit. Teams hit 337 off the four-seamer this season, which he uses 28% of the time. And then they also hit 306 off the sinker, which he uses at 28.5% of the time. Slider coming in at 38. So the slider wasn't an awful pitch. Uh, still a very good pitch this season. Expected batting average was 209 off of it. And the real batting average was 211. But really what we saw, you know, precipitate this year for him was fastball being much more ineffective. You go back to 2020, obviously smaller sample size, but teams began to have that success off of those pitches. 376 off the sinker, off the four-seam fastball, 429. Well, 2019, really successful season for Patrick Corbin. Uh, 14-7 and record with a 3.25 ERA that year, and that was obviously the Nationals' world championship season. Well, in addition to that sinker being really effective, teams only hit 234 off the four-seamer and then 285 off the sinker. So not excellent off the sinker, but still, that is much better than the numbers that we saw last season. So... Really, what we're seeing is while the sinker has become a bit more ineffective, it is that four seam and that sinker that need to be up, that need to be improved for Patrick Corbin to improve overall. Those are the pitches to look at because the sinker is truly going to be really effective if he can mix it in with those other pitches. If those can be like league average pitches, he'll be in great shape. But the problem is it felt like he'd go out there and get bombed on every single day, nearly every single day at certain times. And there wasn't really a month of the season that you could point to where Patrick Corbin put it all together. He did have a decent month of June in which he was uh, three and two. At least he was three and two in the month, uh, two and two record wise, but the Nats were three and two in games that he pitched in. He had a 3.82 ERA in that month and his starts went five, five and a third eight, six, and six, as opposed to him getting you know, chased out of a lot of these games. It felt like 
That was one of his better months, but he followed it up with a 7.18 ERA in the month of July, 7.88 in August. Did come down a bit with the five starts that he made back to 3.82 in the month of September. The Nats went 3-2 and two in those games. He went 2-2 two and two in terms of record, but um, had two starts where he went at least seven innings and you know got one where he got really roughed up against the Rockies. But generally speaking, there was not a time this season where you looked at Patrick Corbin, you watched him, or the numbers bearing this out at all, where it looked like Patrick Corbin was really finding his form, settling in. It just didn't feel like he was putting together multiple starts. Honestly, the one time it felt like he did was the last two games of the season, right, where he goes six and two-thirds against Cincinnati with four hits, no earned runs, and seven Ks. And then he went six uh, full innings with six hits, two earned runs, Three walks, but nine Ks and 101 pitches against Colorado on the 28th of September. And again, it didn't really matter that much, but still, those were two back-to-back starts where I think if you watched the performances and you said, "Oh, okay, this is this is uh, more we're accustomed to. These are these are performances that you can live with more often from Patrick Corbin." He just didn't produce those enough, and so. Like, I, like I'm saying, we're going back to this kind of back to the pitch stuff. It's those two fastballs. How do they look in spring training? How do they, is he commanding them better? Does he look more confident? Does he add or kind of lean on some of those other pitches as well? Do we see more of the curveball? Do we see more of the changeup? Do we see more of the cutter? He used the changeup 116 times this past season, the curveball 26, and the cutter 8. Does he begin to up those counts and try to use those pitches to a bit more of an effect um, if the things the fastball aren't working. Or maybe both work. Maybe you get those pitches back, the fastballs, and maybe you add, uh, you know, kind of up the count on one of those other pitches that we just discussed. So there are options for Patrick Corbin. There are definitely ways that he can get this pitching performance trending in a better direction, but that is the number, that, that's the thing they need. They're paying him way too much money. They've got too much financial investment, and especially with the status of Steven Strasburg up in the air in terms of injuries, Patrick Corbin, he's been there to give him the innings. He's got to give them the performances now. All right, let's take a quick break, and then we'll talk about Steven Strasburg after this message from our sponsors. All right, quick word from our sponsors here today on the Locked On Nationals podcast. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Go to built.com today. That's built.com, and you guys can find plenty of available flavors from all of your fla- uh, favorite Built Bars. It's a great holiday gift. So maybe if you guys want something to come in now or something just after the holidays as well. Let Santa know that you would like some Built Bars. It gives you that extra fuel to get through your day. You can also check out their Built Go in addition to their Built Boost. Both of those products are very good. I've tried them both. Go to Built Bar or go, uh, Built.com rather today. Use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off today at Built.com. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends at Fantrax, new sponsor here for the Locked On Podcast Network. We're very glad to have Fantrax along, and Fantrax is the best place to play fantasy baseball. You can customize your leagues. Uh, They offer the greatest fantasy experience out there right now for Dynasty, Keeper, Redraft, or Best Ball Leagues. You can check them out. Right now, once again, it is called Fantrax, 
And if you guys go to fantrax.com slash locked on right now, use the promo code Tatis, as in Fernando Tatis, T-A-T-I-S, you get a chance to win a Fernando Tatis signed baseball when you sign up today. So don't miss this opportunity. Sign up today. Chance to win an official signed Fernando Tatis Jr. baseball. Simply go to fantrax.com slash locked on. That's fantrax.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, locked on, and use that promo code TATIS. Fantrax, the home of fantasy sports. Play ball. All right, let's move on to the big name of our two aces, and that is Steven Strasburg. And so for Steven Strasburg, this was a season that was characterized by injury, and really uh, his time as a national has been characterized by injury ever since they won that championship back in 2019. It's really hard to separate um, injured Steven Strasburg, you know, and all, you know, from the narrative of what Washington has been. I mean, they have lacked success since that World Series, and a big part of that has been his inability to stay healthy. Not saying it's all on Steven Strasburg, but because of the plethora of issues when you pay a guy that much money, this is somebody that you need to perform for you all. And... Um, you know, in the same way, Corbin, I mean, Corbin, you know, goes out there every, every fifth day and it was great to have him at least on a roster spot, but, uh, you know, Steven not even being like, able to be out there, like, it's just, it hurts that much more. I mean, he can't even go out there for you every, every five days, which, you know, this nationals team at this point is starting to feel like they need these guys back as much as top performers, but like as much as they just need bodies, right. They, they need these guys to be back just in the rotation there. And for Steven, um, this year, five games pitched, five starts. That makes uh, the last two seasons a total of seven starts that he has made. And I- I'm not sure you can make much from any of the performances. You know, that- that's why this conversation is actually a bit shorter than the one about Patrick Corbin because, number one, I'm not a doctor, and number two, we just know he needs to be healthy before we can make any real evaluation. I mean, this season he pitched a total of 10 innings in two outings combined, right? And the longest outing he had was that six innings that he went in April up against uh, up against the Braves and looked really good in it, right? Seven Ks or eight Ks rather in that game, only one hit allowed. The Nationals went on and lost that game in extra innings. But besides that, not a lot of awesome performances this year and, and not much that we could glean in terms of a uh, future. But I think the plan is here, you know, hopefully he's feel better, feeling better after his surgery and there's going to be a very slow process to getting him back. I mean, I don't think anybody is expecting to see him back anytime near opening day. I think it's just going to be one of those situations where you just, you know, Nats fans want them to take it slow because it feels like the national season this year is not going to be one where they're dead set on having expectations of competing for anything. So this is the time to get your guy like Strasburg back healthy, taking your time to do so. And really, besides that, there's not a whole lot to say on Steven Strasburg at the moment. So we'll talk about some of the other guys starting after this. One more quick word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. You guys go to betonline.ag today. You use the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On and you'll receive a 50% deposit bonus. So when you guys make that first deposit, if you deposit 100 bucks, use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON. 
You'll get an extra 50 to play with today at betonline.ag. Once again, it's betonline.ag. They got everything from Vegas casino games to uh, you can bet on basketball and football, and they've got some World Series odds that are already out for next year, which is crazy considering all these teams haven't even figured out, you know, who is going to be playing for them yet, and we're still in a freeze, but yet they have still set the World Series odds. You guys can go get a little action in on that if you want to. Once again, it's betonline.ag. BetOnline, it is where the game starts. All right, so uh, we're taking a look here once again at Nationals starting pitchers from last year, assessing some performances. Next guy you got to look at is Eric Fetty. And Eric Fetty pitched for them last year, and they did not expect to have him pitching for them last year. He made 27 starts and 29 appearances all of last season. He was second for the Nationals in terms of innings uh, on the team. And I thought he had a couple really decent stretches for Eric Fetty standards. Um, he had a really good start to the season. ERA was in the fours, you know, after the first couple of months. And then really his June, uh, you know, he put in three awesome starts in the month, or pretty three pretty decent starts in the month of June. He had a stretch where at the end of May and June, he had, uh, I believe it was 19 consecutive innings, without surrendering a run, so it felt like he was finding that groove, but July struggled, August tried to get back to that form, September didn't do him any favors, and so it felt like that, you know, he was trying to, behind the eight ball basically, trying to get back to the guy he was earlier in the season, but was never really successful at doing so. I do believe he's going to be back in the rotation next season. I think it's going to be out of necessity, right? Because let's not, let's just say Strasburg's not there. You've got Joe Ross coming off of an injury. Maybe they bring some young guys up. And how many dependable arms the Nationals have right now? They're going to need Eric Fetty to, to eat up, you know, a start every five days. And that's okay. And, and he'll have another chance now to prove, hey, can he be a part of a rotation moving forward? Once again, this guy is only 28 years old and he's going to be 29 uh, in February next year, you know, as, as the season begins to ramp up. So I think that is an important thing to note. I believe pitching primes are, you know, usually a lot of times you see guys hit them in their thirties. So I'm a believer that there's a chance Eric Fetty still has his best stuff to come moving forward this season. And what did Eric Fetty really excel at this year? Well, I think is, you know, the best pitches that we saw from him this year was the changeup. He had a really nice year. Uh, using that changeup and also his curveball too. Both those pitches he did really well with. It's just a question of can he get those fastballs uh, and mostly that sinker that he likes to throw, can he get that one up to snuff? Because teams had a lot of success this year off the sinker, but the cutter was pretty good. Teams only hit 232 off of that. Um, the, the sinker, though, teams hit 336, and that was the pitch that he threw 41% of the time. So really just being more consistent with that pitch is going to be a big key for Eric Fetty, putting it in spots you know, where guys can't do a lot of damage, throwing it in the right kinds of counts as well. That stuff is going to, uh, to matter very much uh, for Eric Fetty next year. But still, 
I think because of the national situation, because they're not looking to spend a whole lot this offseason, I believe there is a very good chance you see Eric Fetty back in the rotation next year. And I'm not sure it's necessarily a uh, a bad thing. I think the Nationals will be happy to have this guy back as somebody they you know spent such a high um, high pick on last year, not last year, but you know spent such a high pick on, and not to give up on him yet because it's another chance for him to you know once again get into that rhythm, get in that groove of being a full time starter and just seeing hey is this something that this guy could possibly do uh, moving forward into the next season. And they've got him in arbitration, and I'm sure they'll work out a deal to get him as a 29-year-old back into the rotation next year. But this this entire podcast kind of just goes to show you what dire straits the Nationals are in. You know, this is uh, this is a rough situation because the, the ace of their staff has been hurt the last two seasons. He's paid a lot of money. The second ace of their staff, Patrick Corbin, is uh per- has been performing at a really poor level uh recently in the last two seasons since the World Series. Eric Fetty is not used to being a starter and let's just be honest the season wasn't great. Part of it was good, but you know, it wasn't great. He got the ERA below 4 I think at one point next last year and then was not able to maintain those performances. And anything about Joe Ross, okay, a guy that was uh you know, had to deal with injuries. I think actually it was Joe Ross got it below 4. Um, Joe Ross, you know, coming off surgery. How will he look this year? Pablo Espino and Josh Rogers. Point of opportunities. How long will it take for those young arms? You don't want to rush them along because you need guys uh, up in the big leagues pitching, but they really need guys up in the big leagues pitching. So kind of looking at this, this three guys that, that are, uh, you know, that got the most out of last year in terms of, or Strasburg, one of the guys they wanted to get the most out of. Corbin and Fetty, they did get the most out of. They need these guys back. Um, and, and pitching at least, trying to improve their performances from last year, especially when it comes to Fetty and Patrick Corbin. All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. You can follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. So next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.